The last 10% of any work is usually the most involved, will take 90% of the effort. And yet, it surprises me every time. I know this, but it surprises me every time. Hey, welcome to the Tough Podcast. My name is Iman, and this is the podcast where we talk about life, business, mindset, and big ideas. I share my thoughts on these topics, and it's a pretty smooth and flowing conversation. And if any of this resonates with you, consider giving a follow or share it with a friend. This week, we're talking about the final push. What does that mean? The final push is the last things that got to get done before you achieve a goal or complete something. I'm in that stage right now with this app I'm building. So for those of you who want are unfamiliar, this app is a social media posting app. Think like Hootsuite or Buffer, or I think Hype Fury kind of does something like this, but they're focused mostly on Twitter. But the idea is you share your content on this one app. So think a text, image, or video, and then you hit send, and it'll send to six different social platforms that you've connected. So think Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. And it also has scheduling in there too, so you can put your batch, submit your posts so that it can send on the times that you choose. Now, the reason I built this app, even though there are apps out there that exist that do this kind of stuff is because the apps that exist aren't suited for creators. Think someone who is a solo content producer or maybe a small team. If you look at these other apps like Hootsuite, Buffer and all that, they offer the ability to connect 10, 20, 30, different social accounts. Now these aren't with more platforms than I have. In fact, I think those two actually provide support for five, maybe six, but it includes Pinterest. The idea is if you're a marketer doing marketing for small businesses, you would use one of these platforms because you will be able to add a bunch of different accounts and you can manage your client's social presence. Now this isn't a useful thing and in fact gets in the way when you're trying to just post content for your own brand or your own kind of solo content. And that's the problem I ran into. I'm trying to understand how to use Hootsuite. It's this very archaic and old UI that isn't intuitive to use and actually gets in the way of actually just sharing content. I wanted something simple and easy to use. And that's the focus of the app I'm building. Simple and easy to use. No decisions have to be made. Content will be automatically formatted for each of the platforms as as necessary. So really all it is is about focusing you on the generation of the content and distribution will be handled automatically. All you gotta do is just upload and send, upload and send, that's it. And then my app will do the posting, will automatically do the posting to all your platforms. And you don't need 30. You don't need 30 accounts to connect it to because people don't have 30 accounts. You have one brand. You have one brand. So it never made sense to me why they offer this ability to connect 10, 20, 30 different accounts. It doesn't make any sense. So I'm building this app and I'm in the final push. The last things that got to be done in order for this app to be able to be used by you guys or anybody else out in the world who is trying to share content on social media. I have this habit. I know and I understand like the last 10% of any work is usually the most involved will take 90% of the effort. And yet it surprises me every time. I know this, but it surprises me every time. And so I'm doing this. I'm like, literally the app works. I use it for posting the the 
the TEF content on, on the TEF socials. But when you're building an app for yourself, it's you don't have to worry about like giving other people access. And when you want to give people access, there's all these other things you have to factor in. You have to factor in that the data is safe. You have to factor in authentication, so people being able to log in into an account or not. When you're just building an app for yourself, it's actually pretty straightforward. It's much, much easier, much easier. If I had to give a number, I would say it's about one-fifth the effort make building an app for yourself than it is to make it for other people to use because there's all these additional things you have to factor in. Like, for instance, even when I collect media through the app, I have to add a random string of characters at the end of the media title because I know what's going to happen. There's going to be conflicts when people upload, they take a picture or they upload something, it's going to have untitled and they're going to conflict and they're going to overwrite each other. So I have to add this this thing in there. Or with authentication, I have to make sure logging in works and then tracking credentials and how I'm going to do all that. If it was just an app for myself, I wouldn't have to worry about that. Or um, so there's, there's all these small things you just got to think about, but they're small things that require a lot of effort and code and problem solving. And so I've gotten most of that done right now the last thing i have left is payments another thing that i also have to even factor in is like getting the app approved by the platforms so when you're using a third-party service like facebook or meta at this point and youtube what happens is they'll give you keys that you can use for your app but in order for other people to use it without getting a warning a warning page saying hey this app hasn't been authorized then you have to get your app reviewed and that's a whole process in itself. You have to make these screenshot videos uh, demonstrating the use of your app and how you're using their functionality. And then you also have to follow their branding guidelines. So this is specifically what I'm dealing with YouTube right now. I literally got to change the color of my button, my YouTube button, so that it matches the YouTube branding guideline, which isn't going to match my the, the aesthetic and feng shui of my app. But I got to do it in order for this to happen. This is literally the last thing I got to do. I'm going to do that today. And then after that, then people can start using this app because I've buttoned up all the little things. So this final push is a hard thing to just like every time I think I'm about ready, I'm about ready. And it's like something else comes up, like with this whole YouTube thing, something else came up. Or like when I was figuring out the scheduling part, because I was like, this is a cool app, but to really make it worth using, it has to have scheduling. It has to have scheduling. So I spent last week working on that stuff. And I got it to work and it actually works now. But then now I'm thinking, okay, if it has scheduling and you set dates for when things got to be posted, then you probably also want to see which posts you have scheduled or at least days and times where you've already scheduled so you don't do doubles or triples. And so now I have to add some way to see posts that you've already scheduled. It's all these small things. And then this is where I think a lot of people might give up. I, I remember myself. I, I remember even when starting the idea of starting a business, working with friends, it's like we come up with ideas. The idea part is so easy. It's so easy. If you're a very positive guy with a really positive mindset, it's very easy to think about all the ways it could go right. But it's hard to get yourself to think about all the ways that's going to go wrong. And those ways that it go wrong are likely going to happen. And when those things happen, will you stick with it or are you going to give up? And so it's like this is not the first idea I'm working on. This is, well, first was telecommunications. We were going to do home internet for rural customers, which we were three years early. We just did not have the right connections 
to, to figure that out. Then we thought about building websites. There was a sneaker bot. There was a PS5 bot. None of those actually got completed, by the way. None of these projects actually got completed. And then we came up with this idea to start this social media app. And then I got tired of not finishing things. I got tired of not finishing things. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to build this. I'm not going to focus on anything else until I get this done. I don't care even if I can sell it either. I just want to finish something, complete something for the first time. So that's what I'm doing. I'm literally right at the finish line. There's all these little barriers and speed bumps that you're going to run into while you do that. They're annoying. It's hard to stay motivated sometimes. It's just like another thing I got to figure out. Another thing I got to figure out. And then another thing is also being insecure about the app itself. Not, I mean, like on a security level, I mean, just like personally that I built this thing and I don't know if people are going to like it or not even if people are going to like it. I know I like it. It's useful for me. It literally is useful for me. Like I do it. It amazes me every time I send some content and I click send and it sends it everywhere. And then now that I have scheduling, literally, I could just make the content, post it the night before, schedule it for the following morning. And then I wake up and it's already on the socials for me automatically. It's kind of amazing when it happens it's like it still gives me tingles on i always do a little like yes every time it works <laughs> i don't know i guess i still feel a little insecure about its functionality but i mean it's been working consistently for now so i should get over that and just share it with people so that's the final push and you might find yourself doing that you might find yourself starting projects but not finishing them having these big grand ideas but really finishing things and becoming successful is about actually accomplishing things it's not just the ideas it's doing the work doing the work when no when nobody when you don't feel like it and when other people are going to have fun you're doing the work like this is basically a six seven day a week job because not only am i doing the coding i'm gonna have to figure out the marketing part and i explained in the last episode the hard part is not the building part the hard part's the marketing and so that's the next thing i'm gonna have to tackle on and I'm slowly learning and building these set of skills. And that's what I like about this, that I'm doing this. I've learned so much, but I, I as I continue to work on this, I'm realizing I don't know shit. <laughs> I don't know shit. There's so, much, there's so much more to learn. Oh my God. I'm just looking at, it's like, um, if you have to visualize it, it's like a mountain, right? Like a really, really tall mountain. So the kind of mountain that has peaks way past the clouds. And so like when you start this climb, you like, you look up, you're like, all right, I, I think I see the top, but you can't see past the clouds. So you have no idea how much higher it is, right? But you start the climb, you track, you track, obviously you bring a lot of gear with you, but even then sometimes, but you don't know how much to bring. You don't know how, if you're even prepared for this trek because you have no idea how high this thing is. Then you get to the point where the clouds are and you start walking past it and then you get past the clouds and you look up and it's like way more mountain. And you're like, oh, fuck. And this is where like, are you going to stop? Are you going to continue going? Are you going to stop or are you going to continue going? And for me, I, when I started this journey, I realized, you know what? I'm committed 100%. Like, it's this, this works, or I'm homeless. That's 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 the only thing. I There are no other options here. I figure out the software shit or I'm homeless. That's it. And I know it's crazy. I know it's radical, especially because like I don't have prior experience in this space. So literally, I'm just learning it. And so one, I do have a disadvantage. I'm starting super late. Two, I wasn't even trained in this. So literally, I'm just figuring it out as I go along. Three, I'm older. So a lot of people who end up trying to do this are much younger. So they have the energy and they don't have to worry about getting basic things like sleep, food, exercise, right? Because those things manage your energy levels when you're much older. 
young people, it's like you can eat whatever you want. You can sleep whenever. You can not even care about exercising or whatever. Your body will be fine. But then as you start approaching your 30s or mid-30s, then having a good day really depends on setting up that day. That means eating the right food. It means getting enough sleep. It means exercising. It means making sure your health is okay. So getting checkups, which is something I'm, I'm starting to focus on right now, which is something I didn't focus on when I was much younger. And it's just like, and I'm going on this trek, this mountain, and other people get to start much further higher up on the mountain than I do. I'm starting from basically the bottom. Now, no, 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 not even the bottom. Because like, if I didn't have at least problem solving skills from my engineering background or stuff like that, then it would be even much harder. But at the same time, it's like, I don't have background in this. I'm literally just figuring it out as I go along. And so like this mountain, I'm climbing it, not knowing where the peak is and just praying every time I get past like some cloud or some visual obstruction as I climb that the peak is close. (laughs) Right now, I don't see where the end is. I don't. I just know the destination. I know when I get to the top, it'll, it'll be, that'll complete this journey. But I don't know how long or how far that top, that peak is. I have no clue. I'm hoping it happens within the next five years. (laughs) I don't. I really don't. I don't know. It would be great if it happened within the next year. That would be amazing. (laughs) But, and really it depends on my pace too. And so, like, I don't know. I see, I guess there's also strategies here. Do you want to pace yourself? um, Or do you just want to push, 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 push? Now, I'm not the kind of guy who just like pushes all the time. I like, I'm, I have a wandering mind. I work on a bunch of different things. So I'm, my focus these last few months have been the software thing, but I like making music. I like editing podcasts like this uh, or making content. And it relates to the software stuff because it's, it's a social media posting app. It's supposed to help share content. And for me to understand what it's like to share, I have to make content. And so that's how I've been justifying this content stuff. Maybe in the end, it might not have been that useful, but my hunch is that it is. I'm understanding what it's like to be a creator, the life of a creator, the struggles and the issues that they run into. So I have intimate knowledge and that's my advantage. I do the boring work. I do the shit work. I do the hard work that my counterparts and competitors won't do. Like, can you name the creator of Hootsuite or Buffer or Hype Fury? Probably not. You don't know who they are. And, but you'll know who I am because I'm making content. And so I am a creator who's building tools for creators. And so that's my advantage. That's my advantage. And I'm hoping that advantage is enough to be able to carve out my own space here of customers who really fuck with my idea of some simple app to use that handles and makes decisions for you. So you can focus on making content versus the distribution and the owner's clerical stuff. That's what I'm trying to do here at least with this first version of the app. Now I see it being much bigger, or at least the potential for much bigger. I want it to be like the Adobe suite of creator tools. So that includes video editors, a video editor, that includes like image generation and media processing. And then also I wanna expand even beyond just that. I wanna expand into like actually being able to support the life of a creator. That means monetization, that means security. So a lot of people who make content online, they invest a lot of time and effort. And I know this because I make content. I would not know this. I would not know this if I didn't make podcasts, if I didn't make these short form videos, if I didn't post these images and stuff online, I would not know the life of a creator, but it's one that requires huge sacrifice for most. 
Some people, yeah, they pop off, they find one platform that works really well and they manage to find their type of content and it works. They get success immediately, but that's not the case for most, especially the YouTubers who have to really fucking grind. YouTube's a hard game, but those who are successful there are really grinding and they make sacrifices. And so they build these audiences and then finally it becomes an income for them. But then they are vulnerable because they've become completely dependent on this platform that if, God forbid, they end up losing their audience one day, they're fucked. They're fucked. Like if YouTube decides, hey, the things that you share on this content don't align with our values or our advertisers' values, you don't get to monetize anymore. Or even worse, let's say you want to talk about something that they say you cannot talk about. Most people will just shut the fuck up. Or if you're that type of a crazy person who just has to say things, then you might get your channel deleted. That could be years of work, hard effort down the drain, and your money's gone. And usually that at that point when you've built a sizable audience that it's become your main income, you don't have any other options. Like that is your sole bread. That's your only way of making bread. And so then you go from having money to zero money because you lost your channel. Creators are so vulnerable and they sacrifice so much to build an audience. And, the, and they're doing the platforms a favor by getting users on that platform and using and sharing and watching because those eyeballs are the attention that they can sell to advertisers. So it's like a two-way relationship, but one party of that relationship has way more power than the other. The platform has way more power over the creator than the creator has on the platform. The creator has basically zero. Unless they're like a PewDiePie or a Mr. Beast, they basically have zero influence on the platform. And so it's like, what if we can offer some security for these guys too, for creators who are just so vulnerable in their streams of income, in their light livelihoods. And I wanna be able to figure out a way for them to monetize. I have a few ideas that might work, but it might involve some banking stuff. And I, I think there's a way to do it, or at least I'm willing to explore as part of this journey of the software and the creator space. Because ultimately, what's my motivation? Like, why am I doing this? Why, Iman? Why are you building software for creators? Well, because there's this idea that politics is downstream from culture, but culture is shaped by our entertainment and our media. So if you want to fix the country, you fix the culture. Things aren't good now. We are surrounded by mediocrity. We are surrounded by problems that are completely avoidable if people just gave a fuck and no one cares to do anything about it. It's like our motivation and incentives are completely misaligned with what would be good for most people in this country. And now I'm specifically talking about the U.S., but you can apply this to any country or in the world or even just the world in general. It's like the culture has shifted in a negative way. And if we want to bring back or at least fix the culture, you have to fix the media. You have to fix the content that people consume. And now the problem is these platforms are influencing that type of content. And the platform's values don't align with the values or what the good values for people would be. It's good for their pocketbook. It might be good for their political ideology, but it's not good for the people. And so if you can allow the people who make content, who are influential and effective of and give them a voice on a platform, especially these platforms that do all the banning and cancellations, then we can have a chance at fixing the country by fixing people's perceptions and fixing the culture. And the way to do that is to separate people from their dependence on these platforms. And now I think we can do that. One, you still use the platforms, but you have some independent way of building a livelihood and then also retaining your audience in the event that these platforms decide to get a little heavy handed with the band hammer. And so that's what I'm trying to do. Like we build software for creators. I, I personally like the, the crazies. I like the people who are 
iconoclastic, the edgy, offensive, all that stuff. Those crazies are the ones who build the future, who shape culture. But depending on which side of the political aisle you're on, some get promoted, some of them get completely bent. And that's a completely unfair system to me. And so it gives us ne it never gives us a chance to fix the culture through sharing ideas. This idea that it's okay to ban people for their ideas or this bullshit term they use now, hate speech, is just the excuse to ban certain people because you don't like what they're saying. You don't have to like what they're saying, but they have a right to say it. This is an American value. I know for a lot of you who live internationally or just don't understand American history and politics, it's a big fucking deal. It's the reason why things can actually change. It's the reason why it's the First Amendment, the pinnacle law of our country. It's so important because people's ability to think and share ideas is to think is what gives people the ability to change and improve. And then followed by obviously the Second Amendment to enforce that First Amendment. But I'm not this isn't a political podcast, but that's the idea. That's why I'm doing this. Eventually, I want to shape culture, help people shape culture. I probably won't be the guy. I probably won't be the guy because I'm focused on the software thing and I like saying the things a lot of people don't agree with and that's okay to me. I don't mind staying small. I'll build the tools to help people who are far more effective than me, give them a voice, give them some security and give them a livelihood to be able to say what they think freely without worry, without having to kowtow or submit to the platforms that share and distribute content on the internet. That's the goal. That's the whole purpose behind this. At least for me, it is. And if I can make a lot of money doing it, even better, even better. And that's why I'm like really focused on like, I need to get this done. I need to get this done because people need this. I think people need this. And so I was like, this is really just the final push. And now even the final push, even the terminology, now that I'm thinking about it, doesn't make sense because it doesn't end. There is no final push. Like, Maybe in this terms of like sharing the app for the first time to people who aren't me and they get to use it, but there is no end for the push. The push, you're always pushing. Push, 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 push. Because there's always going to be more to do. I'm already seeing like, all right, now that I get the basic functionality done, now after I figure out how to do payment, you know what? I, I might just release it. You know what? I'm just going to release it. I'm just going to start sharing it with people without the payments ready. I'm just like, just Venmo me or Stripe me or, or like cash at me or something until I figure out payments. Or maybe I'll just give it for free right now until I figure out how to implement payments. And then there's more to do. There's constant improvements. I already know the things I got to improve. There's some things I'm just like, oh man, I should go back and fix it. But I don't got time for that right now. I just trying to get this thing out there in the world, people ready to use. So, hey, if you're someone who wants to use, who has content or wants to start making content, the first step, one, if you're completely new to this and you have no idea how to start, literally just pick one thing to post. Could be anything. It could be as simple as a few words, a tweet. Think about that. I'll give you access to the app. Share it. Obviously, you're going to have to have a bunch of accounts for all the different platforms. So for sharing text, obviously, you'll be able to share it on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn. Those are the platforms that accept texts alone. Then if you then you can go to Unsplash. It's like a website where you can download copyright free images. You can find an image that speaks to you, write a bit about it, maybe related to your life, and then you'll be able to post that. And that'll be able to be posted to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, because they all accept images. And then you might decide, hey, let me try a video and record yourself saying something. Be able to use my app and it'll post to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. 
Now I've been focusing, my app is focused on short form content. So a minute or less, that's really what I'm focused on. Anything more than that, just, you know, you could do more. My app will support more, but I think a minute or less is usually the, I think a good target, at least when you're starting off or even less than that, fuck it, 10 seconds, who cares and start. And that, uh, that's all it takes to get started. And then the, the cool thing about the app is that it'll make, make it easy to maintain this rhythm. If you post one video, one image, one piece of text every day, that's across six different platforms. You'll be able to post 11 pieces of content every day based on that, just based on what the platforms accept and doing one video, one image, one piece of text. That's 11 a day. You do that five days a week, that's 55 posts a week. You're gonna grow. You don't even have to worry about the type of content. You're gonna grow. Now it's gonna, depending on the effectiveness of the content, you might not get as fast growth, but you'll grow, you'll grow, you'll absolutely grow. If you do that for four weeks in a row, you're absolutely gonna grow. A few followers here and there, but that's enough to get started. And then that's when you start learning about, okay, how do I make this better? What is good content? What does that look like? How can I resonate with people? How do I make sure I have a hook? How do I make sure I retain people as they watch this video or they see this image or I write this post? You know, those things. And so that's how you do it. So start. And yeah, I am gonna finish this final push and consider if there's anything that you're working on that you haven't completed, like expect when you're finishing the last few steps, it's gonna take a huge amount of time, much more and disproportionately more than all the getting the major stuff done. So like I mentioned at the beginning of this, that last 10% is gonna take way longer than you expect, way longer. And this whole journey has been just the realities not meeting my expectations, which I guess would make me delusional, but at the same time, I never would have started if I realized how hard this was, um, especially considering where I'm starting from. And I'm not using that as, as an excuse. Like if I stayed focused 100%, probably could have done this faster, but my mind just doesn't work that way. So I'm working around my limitations here. But if I had known how hard it was, I would not have started. But so maybe that's a gift to not think, to not realize how hard things are before I start them, because otherwise I never would have started. So maybe that's something you, a mindset you should adopt when you're, there's things that you want to do. It's like, ah, I could do it in a week. Let me, let me just try it. Let me just start and then not give up, push and then see where it goes. This again was a bunch of rants. If you like it or if any of it resonated with you, consider writing a review for this podcast or sharing it with a friend. I'm gonna continue to talk about life, business, mindset, and big ideas on this podcast. So if you enjoyed, follow. Uh, I think I might even do a video series based on this kind of stuff that I'll post on the YouTube channel along with all the, the one minute posts that I continue to do. But if I can, maybe record these podcasts on video too then, and clip those up into s smaller chunks that are based on topics that I've talked about in this thing, then maybe that could be something you would rather watch instead of just listen to. Aside from that, thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure having you here and have a good one. Bye.